This copyrighted podcast of the James Perspective has been paid for and funded by James M. Wilkerson. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this podcast are a permutation and combination of words and sentences used in this podcast without the express written consent of James M. Wilkerson and the James Perspective is strictly prohibited. James Perspective, the dynamic duo today. Um, Good morning, James. I, I tell you what, that work that Dwayne Shrum has to do is interfering with the important stuff. <laughs> yeah, with our technical ability in the podcast area. Yes. Anyway. Well, I think we have a lot a lot of exciting things to talk about today. Um, we went over a little bit of them with the green room, but um, um, I... I uh, I want to say this, that we were going to talk about the J6 um, prosecution, but we're only going to give you an overview of it today because a case did come out um, in the federal, the federal circuit for Washington, D.C., which is very, very, very liberal, um, did not expect to win and didn't. But what the surprising thing was, it was um, a divided court. One of the judges ruled that the constant that the that the statute that they were using against the J six was unconstitutional. Well, anyway, we're gonna let we're gonna let um, Victoria talk about that on Monday. So, but we're to, but we'll touch on it a little bit today. Um, we've got to discuss this. Will be the first chance we've got a chance. Be the first opportunity we've had to talk about what was going on with Sidney Powell. Um, yeah, I got some ideas on that. And then also, while we're on the law things, uh, and Steve Lee sent this to me, but Steve, I hate to tell you, I did read it, but I'm glad that you sent it just in case I miss it. So like the one of the accidents I've been in two in my life, one I was at fault and one the other person was, both of them minor. But Charlotte saw the car and assumed I did. We have a rule now, she tells me. And so if you guys like Steve did see something you think I need to know about, send it to me and and it was it was a pretty good article too explained it pretty well but anyway it was about the temporary allowing of um the supreme court of the united states allows the government to continue to pressure private uh companies to be to censor um kind of wild and um so we got those things we got some That's Missouri versus um uh, biden isn't that it um, I can't remember the name of the case. I just know that this that one that was filed by Louisiana. Two, there was two. I think Louisiana, Missouri, Biden versus Biden. Yeah. Okay. And Jeff Landry, who's now our, our governor elect, is who filed it on behalf of Louisiana. Um. Then there, there's a, we're going to talk a little bit about um what's going on at Yale. Uh, there's some interesting developments there. And finally, we always end up on uh, helicopter time. The we're starting to call the the Steve 15 a helicopter 15. We're going to talk about CVS and Wal, Walgreens closing stores. And uh, the only way that can be happening is uh, we need more helicopters. So, <laughs> Is that everywhere or just in San Francisco? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Right. You know, uh, but, but I wanted to. But, you know, since since um, Dwayne isn't on, um, I've always liked to do this, too to Glenn on Tuesdays. I haven't announced that's what I'm doing, but I like to do it. Uh, we have a, we have a competitor who's trying to catch up with us on viewership, um, listenership. 
uh, Scott Adams. His, he has a podcast, and, and I don't like talking about my competitors, but it's always interesting to see Glenn's take or hear Glenn's take on what Scott Adams' take is. So what is Scott Adams talking about? Has he talked about Israel? Yes. What's yes. What's and uh, he's talking a lot about Israel. He's talking about uh, – all right, but basically he's saying this, that he doesn't see why Israel would go in and just, you know, do a typical door-to-door search. That that would be – they don't need to do that. They don't have to do that. They shouldn't do it quickly. They need to go in at some point. He says that. But he doesn't think – he thinks you find the uh, the uh, tunnels and you take them out. Now, taking them out is different. Now, do you know that Egypt floods tunnels that terrorist mosque makes there regularly? Did you know that? Say it again. Egypt has to flood tunnels for insurgents and others like Hamas who attack them. Okay. I knew that Egypt they was... Flood them with, they flood them with seawater. Yeah, Egypt okay. has condemned this. Condemned doing what? Hamas, what Hamas did. At least they did. Yeah, it. because yeah. they've been fighting them too. <laughs> okay. They're trying to, they're trying to just, you know, work, you know, they're fighting... Egypt as well. So Egypt says for years flooded their tunnels with seawater. There is a little problem with that. It poisons the water aquifers in Egypt, but they did it anyway. Now there's been a proposal that uh, you know Israel should do that. They should just flood the tunnels. But the problem with that is the aquifer that uh, basically gives water to the Gaza Strip would be just contaminated beyond belief if they use seawater or any, you know, freshwater or anything. What um, might be happening, and I don't, you know, they've known this for a long time about these tunnels, they've known about them, all these things they've known. Uh, is it out of the realm of possibility they don't have a different system that we don't know about and that they could use you know, whether it's gas or drones or some kind of foam, I don't know, you know, millions of different possibilities. They are a very technologically advanced uh, military. So, and they have technically some help from this other government to do this. So why not just, you know, move forward a little bit, you know, you know, and, you know, destroy and keep getting people tighter and tighter, and, uh, you know, eventually Hamas put them in one section, then go in. Um, you know, this is, you know, they can take their time as long as they're taking their time. And the tunnels are the main thing. And we know if they're in the tunnels, yeah, there's some hostages, but there are also a lot of Hamas in those tunnels. So he's saying, why wouldn't, why wouldn't there be some type of system or thing we haven't thought about that would go down in those tunnels. You know, it could be a drone that just leaves, I don't know, some knockout gas. Uh, or, you know, another thing they could do is there's a drug. Uh, I forget what it's called, but there's a drug that they give to their fighters that hypes them up and lets them do horrible things. Called Vyvanse. I don't know if it's Vyvanse. not Vyvanse. It's... Uh, it's something else. It's, a, it's easy to make and everything, but 
they're addicted to it. These fighters. Who's fighters? Who's fighters? Hamas. Okay. Let me let me let me stop if you don't mind, just to 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 get okay. where I was trying to go with it. Uh, and I and I and it was good stuff. I did not know about the tunnels. Um, here here is the, the James portion of the James perspective. It's not necessarily Glenn's perspective, uh, or okay. but it's mine. I think that the horrendous things that Hamas slash Gaza did to Israel gives moral justification to Israel flattening it. Everybody, man, women, and children. The women are in on this. They're using their children as as hostages, as 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 sacrifice. Not even hostages, sacrifice. And so, so anything Israel does that's less than wiping them out is acceptable to me. Now, I don't want them to rape children. I don't want them to rape. Well, I don't want to rape anybody. Um, but wiping them out, killing them is fair. It's fair game. And Hamas asked for it, and the people of the Gaza let it happen. And, um, you know, I wonder, Glenn, I'm just going to throw this out there. How how well armed are the citizenry of Gaza? Not well. If you don't arm yourself, you can be made under the thumb of bad guys, of terrorists. Oh, by the way, um, the, the New York Times it will not call Hamas terrorists. You know why? Fighters. You know why they won't let them call them terrorists? Because the word terrorist is reserved for MAGA. <laughs> So, yeah, well, the New York Times. We right, right. The New York Times. Right? It, was, it was meant to They're be just, uh, It was meant to be a joke. The Democratic Party. It was meant to be a joke. Uh, yeah. But it's true. They call us terrorists, but they won't call Hamas terrorists. Anyway, um, I think that this... I think that this has um, exposed a lot of... of, of I, in fact, I think that higher ed, especially the um, the Ivy Leagues, shot themselves in the foot in a huge way. Um, but, oh, by the way, somebody sent me a video. I usually don't watch them, but it was funny. Some some Harvard lawyers go into a room with some lawyers in a in a local court in in Virginia. Not a big court, just a regular state court. They were from Harvard, so that, you know DC sends them into Virginia, and um, the lawyers, the lawyers that are opposing the Harvard lawyers, oh, they introduce it. It's, it's all on film. They introduce each other, and the uh, the lo- the local lawyers, the one from Virginia, goes, "Hi, what's your name? Where'd you go to law school?" He said, "I went to Harvard." Harvard. Harvard. He goes, "I don't think I've ever heard of that school." <laughs> He wouldn't back <laughs> off. It was making that Harvard lawyer so mad. <laughs> and he stayed with it. He never did act like he heard of Harvard Law School. Anyway, we're going to talk about this. I think that, 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 that what you're talking about is important. And, and, and the fact that they were horrendous like that, we're talking about throwing salt water on people and drowning them. It's, it's horrible death. But, you know, they deserve it. That's what they deserve. You can't, you know, Israel has a right to defend themselves, stop that kind of mess. And then those atrocities were just absolutely horrible. So whatever Israel does, it does is acceptable to me. But it's interesting to see that the higher ed is, um, I'm wondering now if that video was fake um, on the lawyers. Anyway, um, the, uh, yeah, I said, I shouldn't have even told the story. Um, the, uh, (laughs) it would be funny to do. Um, um, I, the, the reaction of higher ed was 
atrocious. I realize that you have the right to free speech, and there, but there's consequences to it. And I think, yeah. I think Yale may be the first of the Ivy Leagues to have realized it. We'll we'll, we'll try to get to that. Um, okay. All right. Um, well, you know what? We can finish it up. They, they, Yale is Yale. If you remember, they did not allow a conservative speaker to speak, and they the students, law students, would protesting, made noise, interrupted it, and they kept the guy from speaking. And Yale administration did nothing about it. And that was about two years ago, I think. And since that time, the United States Supreme Court will not hire Yale graduates for their clerks, which being a clerk for the Supreme Court is, you know, fast track to the big time. And and so Yale lost that. Well, you're seeing Penn and Harvard make total um, asses of themselves um, by this Hamas thing. And all of a sudden, Yale hires Keith Whittington. And in the in the swapping that this happens between law schools, this was big news in the law schools because this Whittington is extremely conservative. He is. They're just saying he's a center right. But when you hear what he writes, he's he's very conservative and he's going to start a conservative um, type of an organization at Yale. They want him to. They're hiring him to have a conservative voice in the law school. That is being caused by people voting with their money. They're not going to give any yeah, more money. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. yeah, Harvard Law. Harvard. Conservatives do better than, and they don't. They don't boycott. They just say, "No, I don't need to buy them." Right. You know. So Yale. It's not like you have a few people show up at a door and start screaming. We just say, "No." Right. Yale had been the number one law school. Back to even when I was applying, and it held it all these years. Well, it lost it this year, and I think that we are that that that, that donors and and people wanting to go there or or who are potential students there were not happy with it. Well, I have a feeling that Yale will jump right back to the top again. Um, a real quick update on that um, on that. LSAT, remember we talked about it with Victoria that they were going to get rid of the logic games, and I'm very much against it. Still, still am. They were sued. They were sued. It was, you know, certain people don't take that test well. That was what that, and that was their settlement. So it was definitely. That's their settlement in the suit. Yeah. 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 And so different people are going to go to law school now. What do you think that means? Anyway, and I don't care. You got to, you still got to win your cases. You know, you can't. Yeah, when uh, those people who didn't pass the logic test wash out. You, you know what my you know what my uh, <laughs> solution to it would be that law schools that 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 think that that worked is just give that portion of the exam yourself. Um. Anyway, uh, while we're while we're talking about law schools, we'll 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 just move in on to law. Um, we're going to talk about, I think I opened up with this. We're going to talk about this uh, next Monday with Victoria. But there was a case that came down, uh, one of the one of the defendants in um, the, the D.C., the J6. They've been trying them under a statute that was passed after Enron scandal. And to remind people of the Enron scandal, Enron was uh, supposedly a a broker of of energy of various kinds. I think, I think it had coal, gas, 
oil, everything but nuclear. I don't think they were in a nuclear. I can't tell you that. But anyway, they that that company was based out of Houston. It got huge, and um, the the it blew up on them. They were they were it was a lot like a Ponzi scheme where they were hiding check hiding check. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they didn't have anything. They were they were doing what would they call what did they call them? They called them something. They called them uh, I don't know some weird name that they were selling. Those contracts. Yeah. It'll come back. Yeah. And it'll come to me. What you're talking about? Anyway, uh, and Steve Steve Lee probably knows more about this because he was in Houston when all this happened. Um. I think he was anyway. It may still have been in Ruston, um, but anyway, uh, they they did very very well in appearances. And in fact, when the, when when Astros built their new stadium, it was named Enron Field. I have I have tickets to the first opening day game that's been uh, that I have uh, you know framed and, and have it. I went to the first game in in that field. It was called Enron at the time, and um, they went broke, and so now they've renamed it Minute Maid uh, Field. But when 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 they when they when they when it realized that they, that they were going to have to go under, the executives, people high up, had it everything shredded. Everything. And so it made it almost impossible to prosecute them because there was nothing left. They got rid of all the evidence. So the so they passed the statute that says you can't do that. You can't destroy things in to to stop a official proceeding which would have been prosecute you and then it says or otherwise and it gives a little bit wider uh the second first part is you can't you know i can read the the statute to you uh, we're gonna I, I don't want to go into it too much because that's going yeah. to be um we're gonna, uh, we're gonna go yeah we're gonna go into it monday but it is important um the um the it, it went in front of the second. It went in front. I, I, I'll, here it is. It's Court of Appeals. It is United States versus Fisher, and the statute is um, a federal statute. And here it is: whoever corruptly. All right. So right off the bat, it's talking about corruption. Okay. So that's Section C. So I'm going to read you one, and I'm going to read you two of Section C. But Section C starts with whoever corruptly. One, alters, destroys, mutilates, or conceals a record, document, or other object, or attempts to do so with the intent to impair the object's integrity or availability for use in an official proceeding. Or, so you take that stem again and say, whoever corruptly otherwise obstructs, influences, or impedes any official proceeding or attempts to do so. So corruptly, you have to prove corruptly. Now, the argument's going to be, that number one is the specific. That's that's Enron. You can read that. You know that's for Enron. You can't destroy, mutilate, or conceal or alter. And and then otherwise, that's going to be the word, the big word that they're going to try to figure out what that word means. Obstructs, influences, or pees any official proceedings. But it's talking about corruption. It's talking about Enron. It's talking about stealing from retired teachers. That's what that statute's for. It's not about free speech. Well, anyway, of course, they're using that statute to say that they repeated a official proceeding Senate to get they were going to or the House, whoever it was, his Senate to to confirm that that um, that lie that Biden won. Well, the the it went to court and the I, I, I'm surprised it wasn't unanimous. It was two to one. We'll let we'll let her talk about it. But uh, it's the important thing is, is that it is going to the Supreme Court. And you know, they're, they're going right. to accept writs. 
And it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Um, if they say that statute applies, Trump could very well go to jail. If they say if the Supreme Court holds or denies writs or holds that that Enron statute applies to protesters, Trump could be in trouble. That's why that's why they went after they the DOJ went after people who weren't even there because they had to get somebody a precedent of somebody getting convicted that wasn't there so they could get Trump who wasn't there. Okay, so interesting case. Uh, we I'm sure she will break it down very very well. The other one is the one that Steve pointed us to. Uh, the this one is important. This is the one that State of Louisiana filed because. Um, yeah. Because the government was interfering with or asking to, to trying to manipulate and control and censorship using coercion to private companies like Facebook, Twitter, which is now X Twitter, and whatever else there is. Um, and the 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 Fifth Circuit, which is the one that we were in, obviously Louisiana files it. Um, the Fifth Circuit said that that was unconstitutional. For this, for the government to do that, because that's a, that's impairment of free speech. Seems obvious, right? It seems well, it totally obvious. Well, the the Fifth Circuit gets it gets appealed. Well, the Fifth Circuit said, okay, well, while you're appealing it, or you're not appealing, or really should said that you know when you go to Supreme Court, you don't really appeal. Technically, you ask for writs permission because right. the Supreme Court does not have to hear anything. They, they've got the best job in the world. They can work when they want and not work when they don't want to. Oh, that case is too nasty. I don't want to deal with that one. Anyway, that kind of thing. So so the Supreme Court um, has accepted writs in that case. Now, that does that wouldn't normally mean that they disagreed with the Fifth Circuit. It just means that they think it should go to the top so we don't have to deal with it in the Ninth and the D.C. Circuit and the you know, First or whatever, that we just get this over with. So I didn't have any problem with the with with the Supreme Court accepting writs, even though freedom of speech won at the Fifth Circuit. I didn't have a problem with them accepting it. But what I have a problem with, and this is what Steve's article talks about, the they they if you if you again we talk about this several times. There's there's cases that are in law, which usually involve money or a piece of property or something, right? Um, then there are equity. And equity are, are things like injunctions and temporary restraining orders, things that you can't put a dollar to. Well, the Supreme Court or the, the Fifth Circuit said we, you can't right now, Obama administration, you can't um, impair free speech by coercing um, private businesses while it's on appeal. You can't do that. The Supreme Court lifted that injunction, that that prohibition pending writs. Writs were accepted. So the Supreme Court is going to address it. But only three of the nine judges said the Obama administration must stop that behavior pending appeal. So I don't know how long it's going to take to get this thing um, in front of the judges and decided. But it's right in the middle of the election cycle. Right in the middle of the election cycle, they're going to be able to do all this mess. And I don't. and, And usually. That signals are that signals what the Supreme Court is going to do too. So, I thought this was going to be a slam dunk, but apparently it's not. Apparently it's not a slam dunk, and apparently the Supreme Court is going to take it up on appeal from the. You know, it was it was decided right here in Monroe, the original case. Then it was appealed to yeah. the Fifth Circuit, which is New Orleans, 
And then now it's writs have been accepted. It's going to Supreme Court. But while it's winding its way through all of the the memorandums and the briefs that they have to follow me, yeah, it's they're going to be able to censor us. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Are we living in the United States? Well, is there another, you know, uh, there was a court case about ghost guns recently. And Amy Tony Barrett kind of said, no, we're not going to, you know, kind of, we're going to allow the Biden administration to go ahead with this. But, you know, is it, you know, there's been speculation that who's a, she's a staunch 2A advocate, by the way. Um, And, you know, they, the reason some people gave is that she did not want executive orders to be overturned by the Supreme Court because that could happen to a conservative or a liberal. And, you know, that would hinder uh, potentially other things. Doesn't mean she won't rule, but for the time being, it was very similar to this one. They just kind of said, okay, you can, you can enforce it. We're going to not, the injunction is, you know, or I'm not real good with this, but anyway, we said you couldn't do it for a while. But now we're lifting that, intending us going through it. Um, so is that is that potentially what we're talking about here? I'm not really sure what happened there. Are you saying that the, that the the, the, low, that the lower court, the, the court of appeal, ruled that you could or could not, pending appeal, um, you manufacture those ghost guns? You, they were saying they they. The Biden administration couldn't allow, could not tell people they couldn't make them. Um, and that, and so, manufacture the parts. And but then, now, so, wait, wait, so wait, wait, that was the, that was the local, it was a uh, district, oh, excuse lower me, court. a court of appeal. So the, so the right. court of appeal said, did they rule at all and say, are, I, I think they just were ruling on whether or not there was going to be a, um, a prohibition to, or they were going to allow the statute to be enforced and, appeal that's all it was they have not decided whether you can have ghost guns or not right. yet right right i agree so that's why i think it's sort of similar well i don't know and, I, I don't i don't see the same thing uh in fact yeah. i see just I see just the opposite here i mean on that one they're going you know there's we think we think that i mean i guess there's always there's always some similarity I don't want to say there's not Glenn. there's always some so yes i can see where you're getting I mean, at basically i think what you're arguing is that that the Supreme Court is is um, signaling that they're going to allow ghost guns, that, you, that that's covered by the Second Amendment by right. saying that that statute cannot be enforced while it's on appeal. And now it writs, writs with the United States Supreme Court. The, the difference I see on that is that um, they are allowing freedom they're assuming freedom and in the other one we're assuming no freedom in other words we're allowing freedom for you to have ghost guns pending appeal but we're not but we aren't going to allow you to have free speech in your own in a private forum because the supreme court's allowed to coerce you and so i see a huge difference in that in that regard that that we're talking about a loss of rights here and it will be very difficult because you've made that point before in the in the fast food industry if they want you to wear a certain type of rubber glove and it's not in the regs they'll go you know it'd be real nice yeah it'd be a good thing to do you know i might have yeah, to we wouldn't have to come you know 
as often all your records and you know right talk to the labor department about you know who you're hiring all those things would go away if you just wore gloves right if you where's your friend sell those gloves again all right so um um I, I, I I'm very discouraged by it not saying it's hopeless I am discouraged that that only three judges saw how bad this is that the that the Biden administration is going to be able to continue to bully private industry into censorship during an election cycle. That is beyond belief that that's happening in the United States. That's just to me, it is. Um, So, so we'll see, we'll talk about the case um, uh, more as it unfolds, but that's, that's right now where it is. And I, I was unable to find it this morning. I tried to find it real quick. If I do find it, we may talk about that one Monday as well. No, no, that's that's that would be definitely evergreen. All right. So so while let's go ahead and knock out the lawyer stuff. Sidney Powell. Sidney Powell pled okay. guilty. She pled guilty to uh, some misdemeanors. They're all the same misdemeanor, but several counts of them. And the misdemeanor was that she worked with the what would be restaurant votes here. I don't know what it's called in Georgia. Same same position to be able to allow um, people in her. She was she had filed a suit and they filed. They were allowed to inspect a voting machine. And apparently that's not allowed. So they're accusing her of, of getting them the registrar voters to do something illegal. Very, very minor offense. And when you see the video, there's video of the, of the transaction. Nobody thought they were doing anything wrong. They walked up with their equipment. They were visiting with each other, laughing very loudly. You know, it wasn't like, okay, Watergate, let's go in the middle of the night and let's go and look at these machines. That's not what they did. Okay. Now, um, I, I read several different um, people who blog on legal matters. And um, the one that's, you, that Glenn's going to know before we even say how what my view on this thing will be, is and, and so I'm kind of agreeing. I found one I agreed with basically, but it's a horrible name, Technofog. Um, Eddie <laughs> sent a text that you know we're in trouble with. That's your the lawyer that they're referring to, but he did and I analyze it probably as good as anybody has. And since it was very close to what I believed, that's the one I think that that I think we should consider as most likely. All right. Um, the first thing is you know that when it happened. And my first reaction was, it could be that she turned on him. But what's more likely is that this is lawfare. Lawyers are not filthy rich. And this would have been a three to five month trial with lawyers charging thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars per day to court. To, you know, trial for a trial. You pay, you charge more as a lawyer for trial work than you do for office work. They just that's just always been done that way, and it would have she didn't have the money. There's no way she had the money. And that's what lawfare is all about. It's not just threatening to put you in jail; it's to bankrupt you. And so that was a very very real possibility. It's the same thing with that Cheeseboro guy. Um, they neither one could afford to to try this case. Now Trump can, but they cannot. And um, yeah, you're going to be a billionaire to do. Basically, basically. And um, and so she she I think she probably had to police. She probably had a choice. And it was misdemeanor. She did get any jail time. Um, she, but she's on 
parole um, for um, pay, pay, excuse me, that's bad. She was on probation. Uh, uh, there's a difference. She was on probation for uh, six years. She is. She, that means she has to call in and make sure and she can't do anything illegal and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. I think she can keep a license, but I think she's ruined as a lawyer. Now, I want to re- I want to remind you. She, that, she, as my understanding is, she can still be a lawyer. Right. Now, I will say this, that that unfortunately, she fell for what I think is a QAnon hoax. She had affidavits that were signed. Usually that protects the lawyer from that. You know, you can't if someone swears under oath, you can use it unless you just absolutely know it's not true. Well, in hindsight and with cool reflection. You can see now that those were completely wild accusations, and I think probably put out there by the manufacturers of the machine she was talking about. They put those rumors out there. It's a truth so sacred to be protected by a bodyguard of lies. I'm quoting um, Churchill. Uh, you, you, you lie and you lie and you lie, and that protects the, the truth. The truth is that there's cheating machines, but you lie about other things, and it you can't find the lie, it, the, the truth. It's, it, it hides it. And that's what their, their whole plan was. And it's working. Lawfare was in, they knew they were going to get accused of things. And they went to those attorneys that they knew, would, they didn't know who the attorneys necessarily were going to be, but they knew there would be attorneys trying to get this thing, this cheating undone. And they planted bad evidence on her and she fell for it. And that's now she's known as the cracking lawyer. Um, she's ruined Sort of like the Astros were ruined after Dusty Baker's game six. Um, <laughs> they're going to have to sell everything off and start over. Um, the um, um, so so I feel for Sidney Powell. I really do. There was this other idea in my mind that she might be cooperating, but the more I thought about it, as you know, we've talked about on the podcast, less I think that's likely because I think it's lawfare. Well, then I remembered very very clearly when she went off on that cracking crap that somebody went to Trump and said, look, you need to distance yourself from her because she bought into some of this QAnon stuff. Right. And he announced long before what happened in Georgia, he announced that, look, I'm not associated with City Palin. I'm not associated with Wood. They're following their own things. Um, and I remember that. You probably remember it, too. And I thought it was strange that he had done it at the time. But I remember telling you on the podcast, well, Trump doesn't do things randomly. He has a reason. And I think now the reason was that she had fallen for QAnon. All right. Well, he separated from herself. And that was within two weeks of the election, too. Now, you got to realize this was things were hopping at the time. It was hot. And so, you know, now she's on her own. She starts getting sanctioned for these wild accusations. I don't think, again, I don't think she should ever have been sanctioned. It's scary as a lawyer to know that I can't take your word under oath and put it in a petition. I should be able to do that. And if you turn out to be a liar, you should be the one to go to jail. The one that gave who signed the affidavit should be the one going to jail, not her, or the one that gets in trouble. She didn't, she, she had a right to rely on that. But Trump, I think, got some words that, hey, look, this stuff, this cracking stuff is 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 idiotic. Because you remember it was the, the whole reason they invented Dominion machines was in order to cheat in Venezuela. That was one yeah. of the, it's just silly stuff. And, uh, some general who yeah. would pass a David Forger and it didn't sound very and, credible. And the computer results were in a, on a computer in, I mean, the election results were on a computer in Germany. And we got, we got, Trump's got. Uh, special forces going in now and they're going to seize those computers and we're going to all find out that there was cheating. 
she fell for that. And and so she's she's basically ruined. And and I had good counsel, Gary from Glenn, to say, Hey, even if you start if you ever start getting people calling you and say, you know, we heard your podcast, you're on to something, I got some more news for you. Give me some good stuff, get me confident in them, and then tell me something silly like Dominion machines were invented, were 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 invented, made in order to cheat in Venezuela. They don't need computers to cheat in Venezuela. Yeah, they just they just bring you along based on your right. psychological profile. So so Sydney Powell, Sydney Powell is from that point on early was not involved with Trump. Um, now the allegations that were are felonies are RICO saying that they tried to cheat in the election, that, that Trump tried to invalidate a valid election and that they conspired to do that. She didn't plead to any of that stuff. She pled, pled just to this, talking to the registrar voters and getting to look at a machine, get her experts to look at a machine. That's, that's all she's accused of doing. And um, so, so she's not Trump's lawyer and she didn't plead to those felonies. Um, I don't think she's turning on Trump. That's my guess. I can't promise it, but I don't think so. I think that she will just ride off into the sunset now. The cheeseburger guy, cheeseburger or whatever his name is, he he is um, a little bit more tied to the president, but still, it's all misdemeanor, still nothing to do with Rico. And so, you know, what are they doing? They're going to say that Trump's guilty of some type of misdemeanor. Um, hurt me. You can still run for president. That's all he gets. I don't think he I don't think that that was a crime, though. That's the whole idea. The thing is, is that you got you're, you're in litigation and you need an expert to expect in, inspect something. We do that all the time. We go inspect uh, accident sites. We go. You have to get permission, but you go and you take pictures and you 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 know that's what it's called an inspection and that's done normally it's not something that's criminal you follow you file and you get it because and, and and sometimes you'll get them to say i could just say hey glenn this accident happened at your house i'm opposing counsel you mind if i come look at your house sure and you can let me i don't even have to file anything you know what i'm saying it happens every day it's probably already happened because because east coast is already working and it's happening right now some lawyers or somewhere inspecting something, you know, it might not be voting machines. It might be a pipeline. It might be, it might be a bathtub. It might be a blow up doll. Who knows what it is that they're inspecting. And, and so that's not something that's criminal, but she couldn't afford that. She couldn't afford taking the chances that she couldn't afford the lawyer and then go to jail for the rest of her life over nothing. She could take the misdemeanors and walk away. And that's what lawfare is. So I don't think right now you can read too much into this, um, into her. That, that, and I am telling you that a lot of what I'm telling you is from um, Technofog. Uh, I don't, I'm not taking credit for it. I will say that, that it, he was agreeing with me is why I went with it. And his explanations were excellent. There's no, he, he does have a blog spot. You probably can find it relatively easily. I think if you read that, you're going to go um, – you're going to agree with him. Now, the one that I don't agree with is there's there's a Walsh guy. Now, there's two of them. There's one Walsh that works for um, Ben Shapiro, Botop, I mean, uh, girly boy. Bo- what's his place? He works for that uh, that bunch. The Daily Wire. The Daily Wire. What that, what's that Walsh guy name? Uh, Matt Walsh. Matt. Thank you. All right. Then there's another Walsh who does not work for Shapiro. 
that guy is a commie. He says he's Republican. He is a he is a deep stater. He hates Trump, never Trumper, and he's saying just opposite. But I read his, and 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 if you know anything about the law, you're going to this is stupid. So I don't have I don't put any faith in that Walsh's whatever his name is. Um, he doesn't deserve his full name. So right now, I would if you're going to ask me if you ask me, I'd say Sidney Powell probably just was a victim of lawfare, led to misdemeanors. She has nothing on Trump. She wasn't Trump's lawyer. She didn't say anything about committing any crimes involving um, that, those RICO charges under Georgia statutes. Um, so there we are. That's that. That's that one. Now, um, the 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 next thing that I've got to say is is that I'm coming closer and closer to agreeing I was wrong on Tucker Carlson. Um, I think he was being coerced by Fox News, who was probably being coerced by the government when he was at Fox News. So the thing that's going to trial probably, you know, the, going to the Supreme Court probably is exactly what happened there, that he was being pressured to say whatever the whatever the company line, meaning the government's line is. Um, I thought what he did to Sidney Powell was unexcusable, and I think he owes her an apology for what he did. He he, he, she gave him the affidavits. What else did he want? I, I got, what happened was he said, give us your proof, give us your proof, give us your proof of this cracking. Well, it wasn't there. Why is he doing that? Why would he embarrass her? She gave him the affidavits. Is that his affidavits? Blah, 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 blah. He, he, he got all high and mighty on it. And, and, and I wonder why is he dragging her? We got, everybody else is doing it for him. You got the other, you got the mainstream media was going after him and, and the Walsh guy that's not, not Shapiro's Walsh. He he's going after him. You got the the never Trumpers that are going after him, Shaney and all those guys after her. It didn't have to come from Tucker Carlson, and he really angered me. Uh, he kicked her when she was down. That's a good way to put it. And I saw I saw no reason for that. And so I I, I really said, well, you know what? When they need him, they can pull it out, and he will say what you want him to say. Well, whoo man, he took off the. The uh, fetters from Fox News, and um, whew, I mean, he's as about right wing as you can get. I mean, you can't. And, oh, yeah. and he is. There are times now where I think he could have, they could have used him to go to go the other way, and he he did. But the latest one is this George Floyd thing. Is nothing we don't know. He was on fentanyl. The guy overdosed on fentanyl. That's what killed him. And um. I saw other the, you know, the, the video we saw originally. It did look bad. I said that you know that looks bad. I don't know the explanation, but it looks bad. Look like he was pushed his his um, knee down on him. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. So you're assuming that's why. But then you saw the full video, and he was already complaining about not being able to breathe before the cops got there. Apparently, he also told the cops he wasn't on anything. <laughs> so he told him now you know. That he didn't take anything, that he was just, you know, that he was not under the influence of anything, yet he had a lethal dose of fentanyl in his system. Right. So, so Tucker went through this thing that we went through several times. I'm not sure that Glenn was on the podcast at the time, but we went through it several times. And I never, I haven't thought that they were guilty for a long time. And I especially don't think the two cops that were on the side saw anything that would be criminal. And so, but Tucker is out there saying that 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 the uh, Chopin is that his name? Uh, yeah, Chauvin. 
he he um he's saying he's innocent. I mean, that's whoo, man, that is that's I was proud of him. So Tucker's coming closer and closer to um convincing me that we need a retrial and that can't that jury was was weak. It was not it was not a good a valid jury. Um so well the jury was in, in fear for their life. That's why. So I thought it was good um that he's doing that. So the news really right I'm talking about as much as much as anything is is that Tucker Carlson is sticking his neck out on that one because you know how quickly they're gonna try to cancel it now. But I don't think they can, but they're gonna try. All right. So the next one goes well, back. If they take down X, they could. Yeah. I think this is my last yeah, that's true. This I think this is my last of the law things. This became Law Tuesday, I guess. Didn't mean it to be. Um um the um Vaccine. The full disclosure, Glennon took it. I did not. So uh, I don't know how that affects who we are. Glennon's openly admitted it. We call fully vaxxed. How did you put it? <laughs> you had a saying back then. Uh, fully vaxxed and boosted. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, although I haven't taken the new one. So, um, the, when, when, what happened was that was being developed on a quick track, fast track by Trump. He said, look, let's remove FDA restrictions, let them get this thing out there and test it on humans as soon as possible. But he never said you had to take it. He wanted to make it available. And I don't know why people have so much trouble seeing that. He never said you have to take this vaccine. Um, he made it available. There, and and I'm, I'm all for that. And I'm all for saying, look, it's not fully tested. You you know, you're taking this thing. It's expensive. Take your risk. Yeah. Right. But I think that should have been disclosed by, you know, before. But of course, it had to be disclosed before I took it. I wasn't going to take it because they weren't disclosing anything. So, you know, the long and short of it is, is it's, it's now very arguable, if not getting close to more likely than not, that the vaccine had problems that was causing myocarditis in young people. And that and I'm saying young people in their 20s, healthy people, the healthier more likely you're going to get hurt and um, from it. Well, there was immunity that was granted to the, the drug manufacturer, Pfizer being the main one. Um, well, I was against that. I would be okay with you signing a waiver or a, a an acknowledgement that you consent to taking an experimental drug. I'm okay with that. I wasn't okay with the government creating an immunity to a private company for something they manufacture. But I, I kept telling everybody, why do you think they want that immunity? They don't know what it's going to do to you. They wouldn't be worried about it. They thought it was tested and they knew that it was completely safe, but they didn't know. Well, this myocarditis thing came out, of course. That's where the coercion from the Trump, being from the Biden administration and, and big pharma and everything put pressure on the social media to shut it up. You can't say anything bad about the vaccine. If you don't take the vaccine, you don't love anybody. You're a hater. Because you want to kill everybody. Yeah. That's what they did. It was propaganda. It was out there. It was a, you know, yesterday we talked about a positivist. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Um, the, the, um, hey, I quoted a movie. Um, anyway, um, the, we, we, we fast forward to now, and all these people have in their mid 20s and very athletic have been dying. And there is, and I'm not saying for sure it's the vaccine, but it's looking more and more probable. Definitely should be discussed. Should be something that we could talk about on Twitter. Um, well, 
when you take immunity, a company does, you've got to disclose everything you know about it to the FDA. Everything. And apparently Pfizer knew that there was a problem with adulteration of some kind. They knew about it and they did not tell the FDA, which means they lose their immunity on that issue. Okay, so they you can sue them for anything they intentionally failed to disclose to the FDA. So that happened. I don't think anybody's arguing that it didn't happen right now. Uh, I think they're waiting for the FDA to find out whether it was disclosed to the FDA. But, man, the FDA would take too, too big of a hit. Oh, we know it's going to kill young adults with myocarditis. Um, so I don't think that's going to be it. But there is that outside chance still that the FDA says, yeah, they told us. But if they don't, if the FDA says, no, we didn't know about that, then Pfizer could be sued on that issue. And that's the big one because that's what's killing, supposedly killing everybody. Again, I do not say I've not yet on this podcast said that the vaccine is killing people. I'm saying there's enough evidence that it might be that it should be discussed. That's all. It should be tested. It should be studied. Blind type test. Um, third party. Uh, see if you can duplicate the results. The whole thing. You know, it's peer review. That's what needs to be done. But if they adult, if it's adulterated, then then they could be sued. All right. Now, my guess is that that's what's going to happen, is that there's going to be this issue with this adulteration. All right. Now, then what would happen is, is there are lawyers who do medical malpractice, medical, medical product liability. Um, that's what they do. They're medical product liability. So you build a you, one of the things that they, they did was they made. Um, an artificial hip out of something that was not lubricated and it, it was metal on metal and it went bad. And then you have one against Zantac for supposedly causing cancer. And then you have the talcum powder. You have you have these that you have these medical devices and, and products that 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 manufacturers get sued for. And these big big these it's the same it's the same people doing it over and over again. These lawyers that handle these huge. Uh, cases. Well, it, it happens that okay. So, in this instance, I, I got the vaccine in in Ruston, and then Glenn got it while he was in Kansas City, let's say, and Bob got it while he was in New York, and and Steve got it while he was in San Francisco. Wait, got what? We better not say that. Steve got it in Oakland. Um, the uh, so you have these different venues trying the exact same issue. So there's a it goes to federal court then, and then federal court will will have a judge hearing all the preliminary things, say, in Austin. They'll just pick, I don't know how they pick it, but they pick one. It's not important how they pick it, but they pick one. The latest one I had been involved in, I'd taken over practice of lawyers having to retire. He had a case that was in Tennessee and another one in Florida like that called MDLs, multi-district litigation. And because I did this for this lawyer over a five or six year period, it occurred to me what's going on. It's 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 rigged. Um, and, and what's going on is, is that if there's any chance that Zantac's going to get sued, then they handle it at that multi-district litigation. Some money changes hands. It doesn't affect. It's not enough money to at all affect their probably not even their yearly. They probably for the year they still make money. So they're not even giving up a year's worth of compensation. And they they do a settlement. And if you don't know about it, you're screwed. But 
all of the cases get settled after a certain amount of time. You have a certain amount of time to file it once the suit's been filed. If you don't file it, you're on notice, constructive notice, not actual notice, but constructive notice, and you lose your right to sue. So, you know, Zantac settles the lawsuit. Their friend gets rich. You know, the plaintiff lawyer gets rich. Zantac, they don't have to um, worry about any more lawsuits because it's, it's, it's res judicata now. I mean, if they can't try the same case over and over again, you had your chance to join it. You didn't. You're out. And so it doesn't matter if it's Pfizer or a manufacturer of hip or a heart monitor or whatever. They, 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 they do these things. And, it's all, and now it's almost every single successful product goes through an MDL now. So I think it's on purpose. So if you ask me, this little adulteration thing is their way to get to an MDL to settle with everybody who might have been affected by this little adulteration. And now you can never sue Pfizer for this vaccine with you got the double whammy of immunity and products liability case has been settled. That's what I think is going on. So don't get excited about that. <laughs> Aren't I the bearer of good tidings? Glenn, I, I think I've been talking to myself. I was Rush Limbaugh, didn't know it. Sorry, I was on mute. Case. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you weren't talking to the air. I was just on mute. Dang. Um, that was a long mute. Anyway. Well, uh, just, uh, I'm using my phone for internet and talking to you, so it's kind okay. of one of those things. Well, I don't know how much you heard, but but that's my take on I it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think this means a thing. So my last thing on the on the on the on agenda for today, we've covered it fairly quickly. We're we're, we're getting ready to go into the communist uh, fifteen, so its timing couldn't have been better. Um, CVS and Walgreens are closing a lot of stores. Rite Aid has already gone out of business. Um, or well, they're going out of business. They're they're in bankruptcy. Um, you know that people are still buying drugs. That's not. Right. Pharmacy drug, pharmaceutical drug. They're buying, buying both kinds, but they're buying pharmaceuticals. Um, that's a given. What's causing these stores to go broke? And that's not that, that the fact that they are going out of business, that's or, or closing stores. That's understandable. People make decisions like that in business all the time. But what stands out there is is this um, woke slash new uh, slash. Um, Postmodern slash um, we want to even out all results um, and getting rid of defunding the police and saying you can't sue for in California for shoplifting under a certain amount and you can't you can't even prosecute them for it. And so you've seen the videos where people just walk in and just take what they need and leave, take what they want and leave. And they're not paying for it. And so whole floors get wiped out. And I mean, whole, you know, whole aisles have been knocked out of things that they're not even drugs. It's just, you know, it might be Pringles potato chips that they need that day. Yeah. Anyway, that's what's going on here. I mean, it's no different than Target closing down in, in Minneapolis. Um, you can't. You can't have stores where people just walk out. You, there's going to be some stealing somewhere, you know, but at least make them work for it. But that's what's going on here. I guarantee you when they when they, they have still not released the locations. Yeah, so what does that tell you? That's the dog got barred. They're all in San Francisco, California. Yeah. Right. States states where that is prevalent. You know that's New York. Yeah, they're probably gonna completely pull out of California, just guessing. 
you know, at least in San Francisco, they'll pull out. But um, they, yeah, that's what's going on. It's communism. That's all it is. This is communism at work. And they're going to create pharmaceutical deserts in some of these places like they have food deserts. You can't, you can't open a grocery store in Bernice because it gets broken into so much that you, you, you know, if the crimes there is high and they, you know, they don't, they're not, it's a poor little town. I'm not even blaming the police, but there's, it's a small, it's a small police force. Um, probably not even full, full time. And so people go in there and break in. At least that's what I've been told. But you know, that's what happened in Minneapolis and in some of these inner cities where nobody's, enforcing the law they just go in there and just steal what they want to steal um and you can't run a business like that you know that's 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 my take on that that this just communism at work communism doesn't mind it's a feature it's a feature not a bug. no it's not a bug uh, i'm with the government i'm here to help here's your drugs now you know now it's going to be interesting is that did did um free enterprise anticipate that and is that why you're suddenly seeing uh, amazon speeding up their delivery of drugs by um pharmaceutical drugs by um drone and and one more thing real quick thing and i promise we'll turn it over to you um the some of these stores are not going to completely close they're just going to go drive through (laughs) yeah no more shoplifting. Yeah. <laughs> no, no shoplifting there. <laughs> you know, um, I saw a movie one time that they had a bulletproof um, um, window like that. So, the, <laughs> so the guy drove up with two gallons of gasoline and poured it in the old drawer thing and lit it. <laughs> yeah, there's always a way around it, but you know how hard. <laughs> Yeah, makes it makes it a little bit more difficult. It was yeah. just the movies walking laugh. All right, so so what you were going to say? Well, I think uh, sometimes you know they they find out you know Amazon, for instance, they've been working on this. They might have set it up because they find find a hole where they can compete quickly, and you know they've been working on it anyway. Uh, now they're probably to be more. How could you say more um, less people more likely to use their service? Before it was kind of like it's kind of creepy a drone drops off your drugs, but you know when people don't have any other choice or it's a two-hour drive to get anything, uh, they might you know allow that. Plus, certain controlled substances you can't have a ninety-day supply and that type of thing. They're kind of uh, real. Wary of giving you 90 day supply of any drugs you want. Um, you know, it's their prescriptions, obviously. And, you know, even then, cold medicine is being regulated. <laughs> Children's cold medicine. Uh, yeah, uh, an adult, too. An adult, too. Now, yeah, that's a good one. I'm glad you brought that up. What, what you, you may just tell me what you're thinking of, and I may not have anything to say. I mean, just, uh, well, it, it, you know, you see that if you're, you know, obviously Amazon's out there looking at this stuff and all this stuff. You see that and you say, well, here's an opportunity. It may not be basically uh, now, you know, in this day and age, I can't rule out the fact the government's saying, well, look, CVS is doing this. You need to get branch this up for us. You know, I doubt that, yeah. but that could be. 
uh, Almost because zero. it's be 23. I've got to put that possibility in. <laughs> also, <laughs> you know, uh, we, we could, you know, there could be some conspiracy, but it could just be, I see the opportunity, you know, I was constantly looking for ways into my competitors and, you know, sometimes, you know, I did, I found, I found a way in, um, uh, for instance, I approved checks, uh, in Farmerville and everybody else dropped that. I kept it and it was expensive for me to keep, but I did it anyway because I knew my customers basically were wrote checks. They didn't have debit cards. This was just before debit cards got big, but they were getting big. So everybody dropped the check thing. And I kept a check service that would do my collections for me. And, you know, I had customers, that's how they balance their checkbook. They, when they start bouncing, then they say, oh, I got to put some money in. I literally had customers who did that all the time. And they paid the fee. It was 20 or $30, I think. Uh, and they just paid it. It baffled me. But I also had a ton of people who didn't do that, didn't bounce a check, and but used checks every day. That's how they did it. That was their debit card. So that was a way I found a way in and I got a lot of, you know, and it was fun when people go, do you take checks? They would do that very angrily over the speaker. I said, yes, ma'am, this is McDonald's because McDonald's had stopped doing it. And I, I had a lot of fun with that. And uh, usually the customers would laugh <laughs> when I'd say that. That's so funny. anyway, that was just an example of how you're always looking for a way to, uh, outdo your customer, your competitors. And that might be exactly what Amazon's doing here. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll agree with that. Um, you know, you, you mentioned that about the cold medicines and it's not just children, it's adults too. Um, mm-hmm. And there's two aspects to this thing. The, the, the first one is just the free enterprise side, government not involved. Right. All right. They had those cold and flu medicines on the shelves. And over, you know, 20 year, more plus years, I would try it. And I, I would tell Charlotte, it, it's really not working. This is this is just my body's doing this. I think I'm just going to drink a lot of water and get through this thing. And so I quit taking them decades ago. I quit taking them. Because, oh, they're not doing anything. This is a, this is a placebo. I, I called it that. So but I but you know what? It it Charlotte thought it worked for her. And well, yeah. I, mean, I know what you're going to say placebo. Um, the um, I think I do anyway. But but then the FDA comes along and says, "Oh, we've studied these things, and they're they're no better than a placebo." And so, well, I went, "Duh!" You know, I've been saying that for years that these. So then Dr. Green comes along and said there was something working, and they made it where it's almost impossible to get it, but it was working. But they took it off the market, and they allowed that for all these years. They allowed these drugs that were not doing any good to be on the on the on the shelves they knew they weren't doing any good apparently and so now all of a sudden they've decided to um announce those, and so cvs yeah. took them all off the counter well now charlotte can't get what she thinks works and maybe it is working for her who knows maybe her body's different but but i don't i don't think the government has any right to tell us what we can and can't put in our body and if, if i if i want to buy nyquil i should be able to buy it, put it in my body okay this is what happened uh, there is a decongestant that does work. Dr. Green is correct. And it works quite well, by the way. It also has the effect of basically waking you up. You get, you feel good. Okay. 
That's because it's also the base product they use to make crack. Not crack, I'm sorry. Methamphetamine. So they, you can boil this down and cook it, as they say, to make a methamphetamine that just makes people go crazy. Now, they saw that happening, and you would have all these, you know, people would come in and they would buy these decongestants, and then they would go take them and make them into illegal products that were hurting people. So the government said, okay, we got to pull those, we've got to regulate, we've got to give us your driver's license number when you buy it. I remember vividly, I had a cold and NyQuil always worked for me. And they had a three-pack package at Walmart. <laughs> it was crazy. I, I, I use that. Because when I get a cold, it's bad for a long time. And uh, so then I go up to the counter to get it and they say, I'm sorry, you can only have two of these. I go, it's a three-pack. It was bundled and packaged with three. It says a three-pack. And he goes, I'm sorry, we can only sell you two. I went, what? So I had to put it back and they didn't have any just singles anywhere. So I couldn't buy any because they had it packaged, but then right when the law came into effect, they had to kind of shut it down, but they didn't take it off the shelves. So it was very, very, I almost said, pulled out my knife and cut it open. And, you know, but then I thought that would be a little aggressive. Um, that was at the Rustin Walmart. And so, you know, you've got, you know, this, this lockdown on it because of a, you know, a bunch of, you know, well, drug addicts. Um, that made this CE, decongestant CE, I think they call it. And yeah, they've come out and said, yeah, we knew this would never work, but we figured enough placebo would make it work. <laughs> right. Well, you know, there's, and I know you're not going to, just, I don't think you'll disagree with any of this, but maybe, maybe you won't. I don't know. Um, you know, here's the thing there was a product that worked and ever, and they don't deny that it worked. It could be abused. So because B and C abuse a, a drug that in a way that's not supposed to be used, a can't have it for the purpose that it is to be used. And so they, so they, they took an effective product off the market because bad people abuse it. Good people benefit from it. Bad people abuse it. and the government does it every time they try to protect somebody that doesn't want to be protected and they take away the benefit from the law abiding citizen and doesn't allow them to have it. It makes no sense. If the guy makes meth and he kills somebody, he needs to go to jail for murder. If he kills himself, well, cremate him so we don't waste any space. And I'm sorry. I know you had someone, a family member that, 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 that OD, but there's our laws against what he OD'd on. They, I, I hate that for the families. I hate it for, I hate it for society. I don't think it's good that we have drug addicted people. But Glenn, you should be able to get that medicine when you're sick. I agree, and they would argue you can't because you show your driver's license at the pharmacy, and they will give you the drug. Do they still give it to you? Yeah. How do you get it? You have to get it. A, do you have uh, to get it a prescription? You, no, you don't have to get a prescription. What you do is they have like little cards where the product might be, and then you pull the card, you go up to the pharmacist, they verify your identity, and they say, okay, you can have this product, um, and they basically know where who you are. And if you do it too much, 
they'll say, I'm sorry, you can't have that much. So it's restricted, but you can still get it. So what if you're taking care of your grandchildren or six of them and you need a lot of it? You can't do that very well. <laughs> stupid. It's stupid. It's absolutely stupid. Well, you can say that and some people say, no, it's cautious. But, you know, they can say with, you know, without doing anything, but they say, sure, no problem. Uh, we, we did not. We did not make it illegal. But they won't talk about the restrictions. And they can say that with straight face. Maybe you can say, look, uh, Rose, I'm sorry. The government won't let you have yours. All the rest of them are going to be good in a few days, a few hours. But you're you're going to have to suffer because the government says Glenn can't have it. That's stupid. That's just stupid. You're creating situation ethics. It's, it's, it's silly. I mean, if you need to buy it for your family, you go buy it. And, and it's nobody's business. And, and the government doing this. Is absolutely ridiculous. And you know, you absolutely know they're being ridiculous, or they wouldn't have allowed a placebo be on the shelf all these years. Oh yeah, yeah. They they I know mean, they know they're right there. It's 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 evil. It's communism. It's evil. It's bad. They need to be thrown out of helicopters. It's that. It's just they're not going to stop, Glenn, and they're not because because people like you and me accept that trash. We you know, and I'm and I'm just as guilty. I knew they'd been doing it. I don't say anything, but. Uh, but but it's 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 really sad. Well, now the people who thought they were benefiting from it can't get anything. Are they going to have to go buy that drug again, where you can only have some of it, and they and they and that puts you on some type of a a watch list to see if you're a druggie? I think uh, the second one you said watch list. Um, there was a a decongestant. Of, um, I took this stuff that. It made you feel fantastic. I, I would judge how sick I was based on if I took this and I didn't feel better, I'd go to the doctor. It's this drug, and it had it had decongestant and acetaminophen, and, not acetaminophen. It had actually ibuprofen. It was in combined. You know, it was a cold drug, and it was just oh my gosh! It's, I, you know, you take that and you can work the rest of the day, no problem, no matter how sick. Bob Anson gets rid of your sickness. Yeah, well. It, it, you know, that was part of the acetamine effect of the decongestant. It cleared your sinuses. And then you also had acetaminophen, well, you know, um, a pain reliever that would reduce your, you know, your inflammation from the cold. And, uh, you know, it was kind of a double, triple whammy. And it was just, man. Um, well, you know, there's one great. thing. You can't get it anymore. They stop making There is one thing that does work for a nose that stopped up, and that's those sprays. I think there's Stan, maybe Afrin's the other one. It's about the yeah, only. It's about the only. It can be very addictive. Maybe, yeah. maybe. I've never. I've, I've used it when I get stuffed noses, and I've never gotten addicted. You know. Um, yeah, me too. But, but I yeah, mean, I will. That's the one thing I will take. I cannot stand my nose to be stopped up, and so that and that works. So they'll probably take that off. They'll probably remove. Well, that. I haven't yet, and that's. You just can't make an illegal drug out of it, but you can become addicted to it. Well, I mean, it does say on there that they only use it so many days or something like that. Well, I've never had a cold last yeah. that long. You know, and I stop yeah. as soon as I can. In fact, if, if 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 I can breathe at all through my nose, then I will go ahead. Because, you know, if you start breathing through your mouth, you start getting sore throats and all that good stuff. You know, so there's reasons why I don't like breathing through my mouth. I won't be called a mouth breather. Um, but... 
that's that's that it's it's there's no other freaking business. It just is. It's not the government's business at all. What I put in my body and it makes me mad. It it it, it just totally angers me that I have to get on a watch list to get something that really treats a cold. Now again, I'm kind of the theory on colds that I don't really want to take medicine anyway, other than something to unclog my nose, and that's not healing anything. That's just getting rid of a symptom. Um, I I. I don't take medicine for colds and fevers and things like that because I, I want my body to fight it off. I want that immunity to get built. Uh, it's the it's the um, anti-fragile idea that you that you gave me that humans are actually not like tables. If you put weight on a table, the table gets weaker with time and eventually will collapse. But humans can take that same weight, put it on them, take it off. Put it on them, take it off. Same thing would make a table eventually break, makes a human stronger. Well, I'm, 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 I believe that same antifragile works with our immune system. And the reason that God has children crawl around the floor is to build their immunity when they're young. And then when they get older, they have developed immunities. Uh, and and I, I'm of that opinion. Now, whether I'm right or wrong, I don't know. I pass this through Dr. Green, but that's my theory. And so if I get a cold, I'm going to just drink a lot of water and it'll pass. And and that's that's just how I've done it, whether it's right or wrong. The government probably tell me that I got to put something up my ass or something. To, you know, that's this who they are. Now, I did find it interesting that real quick that that used to be um, if you didn't get probed in the exit only hole once or twice every five years or something like that, then you're going to get cancer and you're going to die. And then Obamacare comes along and now we're all either on blue cross or we're on, 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 on Medicare. Basically that's what Obamacare is. And, um, and so then all of a sudden a report comes out and says the kind of cancer you can find by doing those anal probes is not the kind of cancer that kills you. If you find it later that you have it, you could probably survive without it just as likely than if you found it with that probe. And I thought, yeah, you don't want to pay for that probe. That's what's going on. And now that everybody is on Medicare, you don't want to pay for it anymore. Uh, even yeah. though, even though they kind of agree with me, I kind of had, had come to that conclusion before that that's not something that needs to be done. My dad got it and, and he didn't get probed and they, he, 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 made it through it. Almost everybody I've ever heard gets that type. Now, there's another type that it, that, that probe does not um, pick up, and that one kills you. So, I go, well, I'll just, you know, they make me go to the doctors do that 90-day thing you made me laugh earlier. Um, I've got to go every 90 days. 64 years old, i got to go to the doctor every 90 days to get the Vyvanse I need to keep from saying ass on this podcast. <laughs> This is the way. <laughs> well, you know, we've run out of time. Is there anything else you need to say before we go, or did that make the podcast? I think that was the mic drop there. <laughs> I will say that there is one more thing you can do to help enhance your freedom, your knowledge, everything. And that's to go get some PJ's coffee, listed tea, Red Bull, or a Granada, which is a cool drink that uh, now they have a pumpkin spice one that I, I would highly recommend uh, for all your 
Cassidy Navy needs. You can go to the PJs in Hong, Louisiana. You can also get wonderful pastries, great lunch sandwiches, breakfast sandwiches, and uh, have a wonderful environment to enjoy it. Yeah, that, 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 you make me want to go to Halton. Um, listen, um, yes, you know, well, tomorrow we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about postmodernism, counterculture, um, making there are no real truths except your own truths. And I, I almost wanted to, I wanted you to say, or how could I put this? What should be said is that if you want to find an irrefutable truth, you will find it in, in the coffee at PJ's. That's right. Especially put cream in it. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I just pictured you putting cream in it. All right. Well, we will be back tomorrow with that discussion. We'll be discussing um, uh, postmodernism, meaning we're going to say it's the counterculture. How do you reach, if you're trying to reach for Christ, how do you reach somebody who's in the counterculture is, a, is kind of the introduction. And uh, as Jim, who's in seminary, will probably have lots of interesting things to tell us about that. And we'll have Pastor Witt back. I think Glenn will be there. And, yeah. and either listen, be there, or be square. Thank you guys for That's listening. That's right. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Well, hold on. I still look. Hold on. I'm trying to kill. You're going to have to go at the end and take this out. The the mouse just doesn't appear for a minute.